Welcome back to another episode of Jamie D and Big Newt. We come at you every single Wednesday at noon. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton, and we are here to talk all things Buffalo Bills football. Big Newt, the Bills, they played in London, and not only did they lose the battle, they may have lost the overall war all at once. We're going to talk about it. How you feeling, buddy? Well, I'm exhausted right now, man. I... Just got off the road. I went to the Notre Dame-Louisville game um, Saturday night. Drove to Louisville nine hours Saturday. Came back yesterday after the Bills game. Um, yeah, it's, it, we lost more than just the game, and we're going to get into that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to talk about it. it. No need to hold off. Get into it now, buddy. Well, first off, it went it went down like we said. You predicted the loss, which was correct, and uh, and I said that I think the travel was going to affect our play, and essentially, I think it did. We were lethargic all the first half mm-hmm. while still being in the game. I felt like watching Jacksonville; they definitely had an advantage of being over there for two weeks, mm-hmm. and I feel like now listening to the post games and stuff this morning. Um, on WGR that fans really didn't think that it was going to affect us until we lost. And then it's like, everybody was up and on. Well, it wasn't fair. The NFL, they gave them cause we lost. Now. <laughs> but I mean, we spoke on it and uh, some fans tweeted at us, uh, Joe Pelletieri. I might be mispronouncing his last name. He hit me up on Twitter. He was like, big Newt, you was right. And I was like, yeah, man, and we're going to talk about it on the pod today. So I think us getting there 48 hours before kickoff or whatnot was not a good thing. Um, and I saw somebody tweet, I forget who's playing in London this week, but they said they left, you know, today. And I'm like, yeah, you need time to get acclimated. And I think that hurt us in the first half of the game. We were three and out so many times. So, right. And the defense, I mean, we didn't deserve it. And once again, they ain't a shot at Jacksonville. Jacksonville might win the AFC South. Well, they're uh, a good team. Like, let's good not team. take anything away from them. Right. They're, they're, not, they're not scrubs. You know what I'm saying? So they play well. Uh, Lawrence threw the ball well. I mean, that last pass in the fourth quarter, to Cal- was that Calvin Ridley over Micah Hyde? Yes. That was a beautiful pass. Beautiful. It, that touch. was ridiculous. That's as good of a pass <laughs> as you're going to see in the NFL. Yes, it is. And so I'm giving them props for that, man. A great catch. And, and Hyde was there. I mean, it was a lot of times we were in position to make plays. They just made a few more than we did. Um, I feel like I'm just going on. Go ahead. You, go no, ahead. I, I, I appreciate that. It's they They are a good team. Don't take it away from them. That said, I think you have to tip your cap to the Bills. They were there the whole time. They made a game of it. They yes. could have won that game with just one or two more breaks. Right, right. But I don't know. I guess sometimes I'd be thinking, you know, do you deserve to win? Like like I said. I oh, and they to... didn't. Right. Like Jacksonville was the better team, but I think some of that was because of their preparation. Mm-hmm. Um. Like I said, I went to the Notre Dame-Louisville game, and Louisville's roster is nowhere near Notre Dame's roster. But they played their asses off, and they whooped us, and they rushed the field and all that good stuff. They deserve to win that game. I kind of look at it like like that. Jacksonville deserves to win that game. 
mm-hmm. because really, I mean, if you really watch the game, when it was time to stop us, they stopped us. Mm-hmm. All right. We got points when we were like not, you know, ready to take the game. You know what I'm saying? Like we we scored when they were already up double digits, you know, so it was never the score to take the lead. Yeah. Uh, so they they had us a hand and number two, the defense played lights out, man, under under grave circumstances. Mm-hmm. We we stopped them <laughs> twice in the red zone on fumbles by uh Trevor Lawrence. He fumbled three times that game and lost two of them. So who's to say if they would have went and scored, it would have been a bigger deficit. Defense played balls to the wall, and I and, and, and I give them props. Yes, offense was sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Josh Allen threw for a ton of yards, 360 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Trevor Lawrence, 315 with one touchdown. But when plays need to be made in the first quarter, man, they, they weren't getting uh, getting done. Absolutely not. And I, I think the big difference in this game is if you look at Travis Etienne, yes. 26 carries, 136 yards. That's over five yards per carry. Yes. Buffalo Bills running backs totaled. About oh ten yards, fifteen maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, it, it was actually fifteen yards. Yeah, it was James 15 Cook, yards. five carries for minus four. Yeah, ouch and woof. Yes, yeah. We rushed as a team. We rushed for twenty nine yards. They rushed for almost two hundred yards, and fourteen of those was Josh Allen. Yes. Right. So you can't. We we didn't. And, and once again, I know. I probably fans don't probably want to hear that, but we don't deserve to win that game. And that, but that's okay. I mean, once again, we look at things holistically. We're three and two, and we're going into a stretch of a soft part of our schedule. So we got a chance to rack up wins, starting with Sunday night football versus the New York Giants. Yes. And what a great opportunity to get right after losing a game. And, mm-hmm. The thing that I'm going to say that bothers me the most about it is not losing the game. It's losing the players. Yes. You had two players who, through the first quarter of the season, were absolutely on an all-pro pace. Matt Milano is finally getting his due, being mentioned alongside the likes of Fred Warner. Daquan Jones was among the NFL leaders, not defensive tackle leaders, the NFL leaders in pass rush win rate we're talking like the tj watts and jj watts of the world and the miles garrett's of the world he was there with them and he only seemed to be getting better we don't have the official word but bank on it they're done for the season yeah uh today in uh Sean Durr's press conference he said both of them will require uh surgery um the oh, reports that's out huh yeah and the reports yesterday was that Matt Milano uh, had a fracture. He has a fractured leg and something with his knee. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. And you can hear in his voice when you hear him talk, you know, this could be very serious. You know, like, once again, I don't want to, we don't know, we're not doctors, but, you know, are you going to come back right type stuff? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. to lose Tredavious White last week, to lose somebody like Matt Milano this week, and we're not even getting to the other the the the, the other many injuries, guys falling like flies, but to lose those kind of caliber of players and still be co- competitive defensively, my hats off to Sean McDermott. 
Because mm-hmm. I feel like even with that, man, I mean, if you really look at it, all right, first off, and the positive thing was that we did get uh, uh, Von Miller back out there. He had 20 snaps. He played 20 plays. Obviously, he's on a pitch count. Um, he was getting out there, so that's positive. But he didn't play that much, which we both want. But mm-hmm. to see him out there back healthy, that's a positive, right? But, I mean, different people went down. Darian Williams went down. Well, once again, we lost Matt Milano. We lost Phillips, right? Uh, Teron Johnson went down for a little while. He came back. Deron Williams went down um, on defense. And offensively, um, left tackle went down. Deion um, Dawkins. Deion Dawkins went down for a little while. He came back in. So guys were just falling like flies, man. And, and as the game went on, you seen guys like Killing Zeev Jonathan in the game. Kendall Vickers came in. This dude, man, like guys you ain't never heard of is out there getting meaningful reps. Ingram came in and took over for uh, uh, Kyle Elam. Yes, and Jamarcus Ingram going in for Elam was – Merciful, I believe yeah. they they needed to get him off the field. Yeah, yeah, and we talk about Elam man as a first round draft pick. I mean, you will hope. First of all, when we first drafted him, we both said that's a luxury pick, but we know that uh, our front office feels like we're going to try to take who they think the best player available is, regardless of position. Right. I didn't think that was a luxury pick. I, I thought that was a position of need. And so, uh, not trying to, yeah, not, no, not trying no. to interrupt your thought there. No, no, no. I'm just trying to think. I just feel like that was something we probably didn't need at that point. But you did, all right. Oh yeah. But I, I didn't think at that point that's something we needed. But hey, get a good cover corner. Something happens to Davis White. He could be our number one corner. We went into this year thinking we're going to have both of them now. Now we don't have Tredavious White and Kyler Elam. And and I guess all, everybody thinks that he's a wonderful cover corner, but he struggles in zone. Well, and he it, struggled in cover, well, in man-to-man coverage as well. So it's like, what, what can you do with him other than put him on the bench if he can't do either one? Right. So what do you think is the biggest problem with his game at this point? It might be confidence. That's what I think it is. It could be confidence, man. The and dude got buried on the bench probably the only time in his life that's ever happened. And confidence is a weird thing. When you have it, your game just rises. When you don't have it, it goes away. Especially for a position like corner. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like certain positions, corners, receivers. You know, when you don't, if you, you're you a receiver in a league and you don't have that confidence, now you get the droppies. You know, if you're a corner and don't have, then you're going to get took. You're going to get burnt. And there was times, man, where Elon was getting in a spin cycle, man. Like, dudes was running circles around him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, And so now, and, and once again, I don't want to be trigger happy and give hot takes. But, yeah, you're going to – and I guess I'm going off of Sean McDermott's words, too, because they asked him about Elam, and he just said, hey, man, you got to be ready to play when your number's called. We, yep. I mean, we ain't got no time for that stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you and, gotta, and he's right. Right. So you got to kind of read into what he's saying, man. And so um, Elam had 11 tackles, eight solos, but, man, they were going at him. You know, well, he had a lot of tackles because they were throwing yeah. at him on every play. Right. They were going at him. So, 
like you said, they mercifully took him out in the fourth quarter and put uh, Ingram in. And Ingram's, I believe, from University of Buffalo, undrafted yeah. guy. I mean, so we're down to bare bones, bro. Like, and so now it's like I'm glad our schedule's softened up, coming up. Uh, give us time to get our feet under us, uh, get rotations ready, get guys some reps that normally wouldn't have reps. But uh, that, to me, was the biggest takeaway. It doesn't bother me that we lost to Jacksonville. We've lost to Jacksonville a couple times now. Mm-hmm. Um, that really doesn't I, – and I know they're a good team, so that doesn't bother me. Our health does. Yes. But, but the pro, uh, positive thing about it is health in October isn't as important as health in January. That's true. But I'm going to ask you if now that the Bills have lost to Quan Jones for the year, Matt Milano for the year, Trey White for the year, Trey White, I think his career might be over. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, that right. could be. So you've lost your best performing players at all three levels of your defense. Yes. You have lost two guys that have been all pros. One guy who was playing better than any other D tackle in the NFL this year. Are you still a Super Bowl team with all of those losses? Now you're talking about how the league is shaping up after the first quarter of the year. And before I get to my point, you know I'd be on my phone while we doing the pause. I feel like Adam Schefter. <laughs> Bill signed, I just got a text saying Bill signed Josh Norman, former All-Pro cornerback, returning to Buffalo after injury to Tre'Davious White. Oh, brother! According to Schultz, so yeah, we're bringing in Josh Norman. So, of all for, people, for whatever that's worth, and he wasn't very good two years ago when he was on the team. <laughs> right, right. So. Are you still a Super Bowl contender? Now, th- that's a loaded question because now I see how the league is shaping up. Can we be San Francisco right now? I don't think did you can you, be physical enough without Daquan Jones in the middle of the defense. Did you see them last night? You see what they did to Dallas? Yeah, man. <laughs> and, Dallas just, is, and Dallas is a good team. They right? ran down Dallas's throat. Right. So that would be, you know what I'm saying, that would be hard. Can you beat the Eagles? Well, we'll find out next month. Right. You know? So, in the AFC – so, anyway, I'm, I'm being long with, with with your question. In the AFC, the Chiefs ain't chiefing like they usually are. Right? In my opinion. I mean, we talked about this last year. They're, they're 4-1, right? Mm-hmm. So, the Chiefs are still there. All right? Baltimore just lost to the Steelers. Steelers three and two. Baltimore Ravens three and two. The Bengals are two and three. So we'll see them in about four weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared about New England. I'm not scared about the Jets again. Uh, Miami, we don't know. So we, I feel, I feel like we. I said in the preseason we are probably split with New England. No, we need to sweep New England. Yeah, and and they right. look very sweepable at this yeah, point. They look very. They're going to give up in a minute. Mm-hmm. They got choked out yesterday by the Saints. Yeah. You know, and, and Mac Jones getting yanked in and out. So sweep them now. That's an extra win I didn't think we'd get. Right. So um, once again, I think the most important thing is what is our health going to be in January? All right. We know Milano, Milano as of what we know right now, Milano's done for the year. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, Phillips is 
got a pec issue. He got, they said that he's they're gonna both have surgery. We don't know how long he's gonna be out. Um, I think with McDermott is he's going to have a defense straight. Like yesterday, we played a good team, and the defense did their job. It was the offense. It was the offense. So so answer your question before I pass it over is the question is, is Josh Allen and our offense going to do what they need to do? We got to run the ball better. That was unacceptable yesterday. And did you know, and one last thing, Zach Moss in Indianapolis because Jonathan Taylor just got paid last week. We didn't talk about that. Third highest paid running back in the league. People like, why you got why you giving him that kind of money when you got Zach Moss, who's number two or number three in the league in Russia right now? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so now it's kind of like we're trying to give, we're trying to give the ball and force feed, you know what I'm saying? Our our bell cow. But man, our bigger backs looking like they're picking up more yards to me. Yeah, right well, now. Cook only had five carries. And the other two guys, running backs, they only had five carries total. So the Bills were not running the ball very often because it was completely ineffective. You know that, mm-hmm. and that to me reflects the offensive line, which I thought played poorly. Yeah, I agree. And no shame, Jacksonville got a pretty stout defense. I mean. I would just think, okay, we played against Washington, who I thought had a good D-line. So, And that's fine, man. Every, nobody's going to play great every game, you know? Right. Um, Osiris what, Torrance, for example, had himself a terrible game. Yeah. And he's a rookie, so, I mean, that's going to happen, you know? Uh, once again, and I don't want to keep laying it at Josh Allen, man, because uh, he wound up with 360. But I just feel like we would have started sooner then it would have been a different game. If our offense would have started sooner. But, man, defense, man, with the patchwork, with the holes in the hole that they had, I think they performed well under the circumstances. I also think that, you know, I'm not one who usually points at the coaches because I feel like if players execute, then your coaches look like a genius. And when your players don't execute, it doesn't matter how good your game plan was your coaches look like idiots. But there were a couple of things that happened in that game that I wasn't thrilled with. Number one, Josh Allen not lining up under center, not doing the the play actions that we know he's been excelling yes. at. Yes. That was an annoyance to me. Another was the Bills punting from the Jacksonville like 42-yard line, something like that. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? That was like super high on the surrender index, which is something that I follow uh, well, on Twitter. Well, it was one of those things where they felt like the defense – in a game, you're thinking sometimes that your defense got probably a better chance of scoring your offense. So yeah. I guess I, I've heard a lot of people question that call. I guess I didn't have a problem with it at the time. I don't think it's unreasonable. I just think it's your philosophy and how you feel like the game is flowing. And at that point, I'm like, yeah, pin them down. Maybe we could get a turnover and run, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Pin them in their end zone. And then they'll give it back to us in plus territory. So at that point, I feel like you're playing chess because our offense wasn't doing anything. Yeah, you make a good point there. So, if, if it were a normal game, I would say, no, you definitely don't do that. Well, I think it's one of those situations. It all depends on what your philosophy is. That's all. I mean, it's no right or I don't because when you say that, or other friends say that. I, I wouldn't say you're wrong. It's just 
that's your from like me i agree with what you said shotgun way too much right mm-hmm. to me if it's if it's third and short get on the center fall forward it works every time right yeah. that's just my philosophy some people don't believe in that some people believe oh we're gonna run a jet sweep on fourth and one and get hit in the backfield so <laughs> it all depends on what you're that, i mean I, but when we did that, when we punted, I was all for that. I didn't think, oh, man, that was, you know, outrageous. I just feel like, yeah, way it's going, pin them down. Maybe we get a turnover down there um, because our offense isn't doing anything. So I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, I also didn't feel like there was enough motion, generally speaking, from the offense uh, pre-snap. And I would have also liked to have seen a different play when the Bills went for it, uh, the two-point conversion. Uh, yeah, that, no, that clear no. Shakir play. He's just he's not. No, he's not a fast enough, tough enough player to beat his man. No, I disagree on that. I'm gonna buck back on you on this. I feel like the call was great. Josh Allen just didn't get it out there quick enough. Well, he, he was he was yes. wide ass open for a long time. Then he threw it, and by the time he threw it, the defense was on top of him. Well, and the ball did float in the air, didn't? Yeah, it? he like floated it out there. If he would have got the ball out there quickly then I feel like Shakir would have scored on that. But but even if you've got one man to beat, Shakir is not going to beat his man. I, I would far prefer to see Deontay Hardy in, in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. Or running back. Yeah. Like James Cook, maybe. But I, I see what you're saying. I you Yes, you make a great point. The ball took way too long to get there. Right. Like, I feel like he saw him too late, and then he floated out there. And I'm like... And I and and going back to what you said a second ago, um, Josh Allen is one of the lead leaders in passing yardage out of play action. We know that numbers yep. bear that out. I don't understand why we don't go. That's like our bread and butter now. And secondly, this is something I don't hear people talking about. And I know fans are gonna be like, "Big New, you think you said you don't want him running as much." It was opportunity, I feel like, the last couple of weeks for Josh Allen to pick up first down with his legs. But it's like he gets out the pocket, and then he's, like, stopping, and he wants to throw the ball, and it it just be incomplete most of the time. Where I feel like he's making a conscious decision not to run as much. And I think that is hurting us also. You think so? Yes, I, and I don't remember the exact play. Please, I don't remember off the top of my head. But it was one. It was a third and long, and he threw it to Dawson. Uh, um, he threw it to Knox, and Knox mm-hmm. went up with one hand. And I'm like, dude, that was all green grass in front of you. You could have picked up the first down, but then you threw a ball to Knox where he got a hand on it. He jumped up with one hand, and but he was double covered. Yeah, and I'm like, why didn't you just run? Do you? Rem- I don't know if you remember that specific I, I play. Do. But I'm like, it was all green grass in front of him. I'm like, why didn't you tuck it and run it? So I just feel like lately he's been making a conscious effort not to run the ball. He's trying to win it with his arm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is something to be said for keeping himself healthy, right? Right. And But my thing is, I don't have a problem with him running. Just get down. And so the couple oh, yeah, of yeah. times... The couple of times he did run, he did slide. That's why we're applauding that. Like when we talked about the commander's game, mm-hmm. he run, ran a couple of times and he got down. We love that. Just yep. don't try to run over three, four people. But <laughs> we need you to run to keep the chains moving. Just be smart. That's all. Yeah. So that's that's the, I don't want people to think, oh, well, you're being a hypocrite. You said run. No, I'm saying run smart, not run less. Just run smart. I I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. So, 
I'm thinking about next week. Do you still have thoughts on uh, the Jacksonville game? Well, it's it's a couple of things that I – I mean, obviously we talked about the running game needs to be better, things we didn't like. The travel, we touched on that. Uh, we should have left earlier. Because um, it's funny, I, I told you I was with Joe Johnson this weekend, right? Because oh, he yeah. went, to, he was he's he's a he's a Louisville alum, was NFL. I mean, a college player of the year. The year he came out, wherever he was a big deal there. Um, and so we were watching the uh, game yesterday together before I left and came back to Virginia. And I told him I was like, man, you know, I told him about you know what we talked about in the pod, and I'm like, man, I can't believe we left Thursday. And what he said was, it don't make a difference. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, well, well, going to London is just like you Buffalo going to Buffalo to the West Coast. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's much further than that. You're going way more time zones than three hours or yeah, three yeah. hour difference. I'm like flying from flying to London is like going from Buffalo to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then we looked it up because, you know, obviously I've been to Hawaii. We've both been to Hawaii a couple of times. You know, Hawaii is two hours past the uh, West Coast time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is in London. So mm-hmm. he felt like, well, you don't leave that early, go to West Coast. I'm like, oh, no, Joe, you're wrong on this one. And <laughs> so when we watched the game, by the time I left, he was like, yeah, new, you're right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we started off slow, and it's because of that probably. And, I'm you like, know, Wino sent me a message during the game. He was like, man, you're right about the time change stuff. Yeah, man. I think that has something to do with it. And I think Sean McDermott knows. That's why he was so, you know, I ain't going to say angry, but he said it. You listen to his quotes, man. He was like, yeah, we got to take a look at that, you know, without throwing people under the bus. So, um, Actually, before we get off of uh, the topic of this game, do you blame the turf for the injuries? Ooh, People do. I don't know. I don't know the numbers on that. I know people have been talking a lot about that lately. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't have numbers on that to really give an intelligent opinion. Um, but way people talk about it it's definitely got to be something that needs to be looked at. Well, Taron Johnson didn't like it, and you saw his knee buckle, and that could very easily have been turf related. Mm. However. Matt Milano got rolled up on. That's not a turf-related injury. That's right. getting, you know, that that's like every football player's worst nightmare, isn't it? Right, exactly. And that's something you can't control. It's freak um, accidents. Um, and it's very unfortunate. Um, yeah. But I'm going to tell you, one positive thing is that Terrell Bernard came in. Dude had another eight tackles. Yeah, he had 16 total tackles, eight of them solos. Yeah. You know? Now, obviously, he's not Matt Milano. Nobody's going to mistake him for Matt Milano. Um, He was out of position some, but he Mm -hmm. made some plays. Um, But I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about A.J. Epinesa. The pride of Edwardsville, Illinois, St. Louis metro area. Before we get to that, I just want to make one more comment about the injuries. The other one that is catastrophic to the season, Daquan Jones, a torn peck, that has nothing to do with the turf. Right, right. Epinesa, though. Yeah, but A.J. Epinesa, man, had a game, bro. He had the trivecta, the second sack, strip sack, forced the fumble, and recovered it, man. He had an amazing game. He batted down like four balls. Um, 
got a couple of pressures. So I'll be remiss to say that, hey, man, that dude, that dude had a hell of a game. So as a D, I feel like the defense played well as a whole, considering the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And Epinesa, I think he made himself a lot of money with yeah. this game. He's going to be a free agent after this year, and the Bills very wisely have not locked him up for the long run, but he's playing so well. Maybe this was part of the Bills' plan. You know, players are, they always perform much better in their walk year. Yeah. And maybe that's what they're they're trying to do with these guys is like, hey, we're we're not going to give you the big contract. We want you to go out there and earn it, and we want to get the best out of you this year. And now I hear people saying, oh, yeah, we should give him like a three-year, $24 million contract. And I'm like, AJ Epinesa is not worth $8 million a year. The guy's a career backup that has had a good game. Let's call this recency bias. Right. Exactly. I do want to keep him, though. I want to keep piece. You know. Um, and also, Ed Oliver, man, he, I mean, I feel like he's earning his money right now. Nine mm-hmm. tackles, five solos, a sack. And a couple of tackle for losses, so I feel like he's earning his money too. So we're gonna get we're uh, without Phyllis, we're gonna get a chance to see Puna Ford in the lineup. Um, yeah, I wonder how he's gonna do. Yeah, I mean, I'm, so I'm, I'm looking forward to some of that. You know, seeing some of these guys and testing the depth that Brandon Bean has uh, built in this roster. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely gonna be put to the test. But once again, Bills fans and Bill Mafia. Luckily, we have a couple games to get our footing before we hit the rough stretch here in the next couple of weeks. It's a chance to get it right, buddy. Yep. Ah, yeah. So, next week, the New York football giants who may be down a starting quarterback. Who's their backup? Do you even know? I do. Who was their backup? Tyrod Taylor. Oh, my God. Uh huh. So one we, thing we can count on with Tyrod, he's gonna throw the ball out of bounds. Yes, <laughs> he's not gonna beat you deep. So Kyrie Elam, just sit on everything in the flats. He's not gonna go deep. No, no. the The guy is absolutely averse to taking chances. He was uh, <laughs> four of eleven in the last game, threw for uh, ninety two yards. So you know, six yards in attempt. Do you care if Daniel Jones plays? No. I don't care either. It's all kinds of reports. Oh, he got because I guess he got a neck injury or something. Mm-hmm. He might be ready for some. I could care less. Doesn't matter. I, I well, well, I ain't gonna say that. I would rather because you know me, I'm pessimistic. I have children. I always think of worst case scenarios. <laughs> I can live with losing to Daniel Jones. It'll hurt. But I can live with that. If we lose to Tyrod Taylor, I think at that point I would think the season's over. It literally, in my mind, if we lose to Tyrod Taylor, I'll just move on to basketball. Like, I'll be on this pie. I'll do it because I'm getting paid <laughs> for it. But I will not care. I would, like, yeah, I would be totally disconnected if we lose to Tyrod Taylor. Because all my friends are going to be like, see, Tyrod Taylor, I told you, Tyrod, y'all did Tyrod Taylor bad. And then he came back and beat us. And I'm like, I'm not going to want to hear that. All right. So would you rather have Tyrod Taylor or Josh Allen? That's that's what you ask them. But I'm just, but you know how it is, though. It's like we did him wrong, even though we got better. But if he comes back and beat us, even if it's a regular season game, then for that week, we're going to be eating crow. Yeah. 
You know, because if, if just think if he beats Josh Allen, like that can't like we can't lose this game. That's what I'm pretty much saying. No, <laughs> and we better win. We better win this daggum game. They were on Sunday night two weeks ago, and yes. it was hilarious to me because watching that game, seeing the frustration on Brian Dable's face with Daniel did you, Jones. Did we talk about that last week? It was they showed it. He was trying to show Daniel Jones something on the iPad, and Daniel Jones said something. He just uh, Brian Dable just threw the iPad down, just walked away like, man, I can't effing believe this. Like <laughs> yeah. it was hilarious, bro. Oh my god, like. This dude is like he he was saying he's an idiot or he just ain't good at all at football. Yeah. So it was funny. Another former Buffalo Bill, Isaiah Hodgins. Remember all the consternation yes. over the performance of Isaiah Hodgins last year? Yep. Well, at this point in the season, he's tied for fifth on the team in receptions. He has been averaging two receptions a game. Uh, and he's even behind Wandale Robinson, who has had uh who's only participated in three games this season. Maybe he's not the player we thought he was. <laughs> no, he get an opportunity and you seeing it play out. And like I said, man, some people win when they leave, some people lose. Like I said, Zach Moss right there, right now, he's looking good in yeah. Indianapolis. So, you know, now does that make it look like, you know, hey, do we really have to draft another another running back? Maybe we could have won with Zach Moss. Well, it didn't look like it was going to happen for Zach Moss in Buffalo, did it? No, but look what he's doing now. That's my well, point. You you know me, man. I hate that. Like, don't go to another team and be good. That makes me that makes us look bad. That's all. <laughs> I don't like it. So maybe that maybe that's just a new thing. I just don't like it. Yeah. So, you know that's one of my, you know, one of my things. But that's one of my bedrocks. Because I feel like now you're wasting draft picks. You told me you got rid of this guy. You told me gun play. So, like, right. I don't want to see Boogie Basham making no Pro Bowls. Figure no. out what you got in A.J. Epinesa. Because as he walks and turns great, I'm going to be pissed off. And Boogie Basham will not be making any Pro Bowls for the Giants. Okay, well, he, I'm just saying. He's, uh, he's not performing all that well this year. Wyatt Teller did. Yeah, that one still hurts. Yeah. That's always going to be my thing on this show. Wyatt Teller did. Now yeah. Zach Moss, second, third in the league in rushing. Marshawn Lynch got rid of him, went on a run over the Saints and went to the Super Bowl. Don't like it. Yeah, well, Boogie has played in five games this season, has two tackles. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying. So. Anywho. Anywho. I'm looking forward to this game. I am. Sunday night football, prime time again. So we got to wait all day before Sunday night. Yeah. But, hey, you get to watch uh, a lot of games. Yeah. Yeah. Do you uh, – what you, what's your prediction? Oh, I think the Bills are going to run it up. Okay. I think we'll win, too. Uh, we'll, yeah, I think I think they're going to score at least thirty five points. Okay, we got to kick them. We got to kick them wild. But it's been a lot of upsets, though, man. I tell you that. So I don't know. I my mind's telling me we're going to kill them, man. But I can't be. I don't know. You don't want to be held responsible for that prediction. Well, I think we're going to win. But like I said, if you really look the last uh, the first couple weeks in the NFL, there's been a lot of bad teams beating good teams. 
Sure has. You know? So I think we'll win, but come on, man, Buffalo. Let's let's get it together now. I'm you with know? you, buddy. Especially on offense. So anyway, and going back to what you asked though, I just think we have our offense has to come up and, and, and they have to carry us. That's yeah. you know, they have to do better. They're gonna have to carry us. Um and guys got to make plays offensively, you know. Mm-hmm. We got to be able to run the football, you know. So we got to get it together. So hopefully this this is just our one bad game. We go back to Orchard Park, and uh, hopefully we see something better Sunday. Well, huh. thought we already had our one bad game. What, with the Jets? <laughs> yeah. No, that was Josh Allen's bad game. Yep, good point. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got to keep we got to keep a running tally now. That was Josh Allen's bad game. Yeah, you know. Well, so. it, it, you're right though. It's time to get it right. Time yep. or time to set it straight. I should say. Yeah, man. Because we, you know, and like I said, the way the uh, schedule's bearing out, man, we got opportunities there. So, yeah, it's time time to string them together. Yeah, and like I said, we got opportunities, man. We got the Giants this week. Then after that, Patriots, that should be a laugher. The Bucks, okay? Yeah. And then we got, we're got we at the Bengals and then the Broncos So and then the Jets before we get to the tough stretch of the Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. So the only, the only concern in that list of, of the next section of the schedule is the only concern is the Bengals getting it, yeah. getting it right. Right. Because the Bengals are not as bad as they have shown so far this year. So as long as they don't get right before that game, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, I look at the season in sections. Mm-hmm. So we fit in the first, you know, fourth of the season, a little bit more than a fourth. But the first fourth of the season, we went three and two. Mm-hmm. Right, the next fourth we need to be three and one or four and zero. Oh. You know, with yeah. maybe a loss to the Bengals, and we'll be, we'll you know be okay. But I include the uh, Broncos and Jets in that, so that's the next six games. Mm-hmm. All right, Broncos, Jets, Bengals, Bucks, Patriots, Giants. Mm-hmm. If we could go five and one, just lo- lose to the Bengals, win the rest of them, mm-hmm. we'll be in good shape. Yeah. You know, so just just handle your business, and it starts with our offense. So we're okay. I know a lot of people are upset about the loss. Um, we we lost to a good team, Bills Mafia. So, like I said, they're going to be the you know their division winner probably. Yeah. Even though Houston's looking good, man. CJ Stroud, man. Jeez. Yeah. Who saw that one coming? I know. So he's playing well, so I'm be interested to see. But uh Travis ATN, good player. Calvin Ridley came back, made plays. Um and then I think McDermott's gonna piece together this defense. I don't I don't worry about them. We'll see. I worry about once again our offensive line and running the football. Like I said, Josh Allen did cool. He had a cool game. If we just would have got it started early, I just think it would have been a different game. Yeah. So well, I'm with you, man. It, it wasn't what we wanted from many, uh, many perspectives, but we're going to find out what this team is made of. Yes, we are.
We got opportunities in front of us, so we gotta take advantage. Hey, Dorian Williams could uh, turn out to be an All Pro himself now that he's getting on the field. Perhaps, and that's why I'll be looking at man, the young guys, you know. So, you know, see what happens. Let's see. So, Sunday night football, y'all. Be tuned in. Hey, hey, hey. let's go, Buffalo.